You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In today's episode, I explain how to get more out of your coaching containers for even bigger results. I share my seven tips for happier and richer clients and how to hold powerful space as a coach. Keep listening. You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In this show, online business coach and self-made millionaire Sabrina Phillip shows you how to do entrepreneurship your way. She moved to Bali with $800 in her bank account and just one year later had scaled her business to seven figures. Sabrina has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Goldcast, and Cosmopolitan. Using her signature, intentional, manageable, profitable framework, Sabrina helps women make millions online. Currently traveling the world, tune in each week as she reveals the best tips, tricks, and strategies for creating the intentional life and business of your dreams. Here's your host, Sabrina Phillips. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we are going to get a little bit spicy and we're going to talk about clients asking dumb questions. Now, I have to add the disclaimer that technically there is no such thing as a dumb question, but if we're being honest, some questions just aren't really worth asking and they're a little bit of a waste of time. So my intention here is to help you get more out of your coaching containers. And if you are a coach, I want you to learn how to hold better space for your clients because what we want to have happen is that clients do really well so that they are happy. And I think a lot of times clients just don't know how to show up in a coaching container. They don't know what questions to ask, and that can lead to some issues. So sometimes when a client doesn't know what questions to ask, then they end up getting upset because they feel like they're not supported when in reality, they're just not asking questions. So therefore, they don't get answered because people are coaches, not mind readers. Or sometimes what happens is a client will ask a lot of different random questions that are almost like theory-based, like how do I structure a launch? And it's like, well, you're not actually like launching anything. So that doesn't really have anything to do with what you're working on. So then all this time gets kind of filled with nothingness that doesn't actually support the thing that they're working on. So they don't go execute and take the action that they need to because the questions have nothing to do with what they're working on. Or they'll come back every single week and they just keep asking the same question week after week after week. How do I get more leads? How do I get more leads? How do I get more leads? But they never actually take action and execute on the conversations. And so then they're just talking theory instead of making money. So the CEO shift that I want you to have today is figuring out how to support your clients and showing up better. Because when they show up better, they have higher success rates and you have a higher resign rate. We want those great results for our clients. It means higher customer satisfaction and higher resign rates. So this really isn't obviously about clients asking dumb questions, right? It's about empowering our clients to ask better questions because we know that better questions create bigger bank accounts. So what I'm going to be sharing with you today is the thought process behind how I facilitate my containers and how I want my clients to show up. And I'm going to give you my seven top tips for happier and richer clients. So I want you to be looking at these tips from two lenses. As a coach, how can you support your clients when they're stuck? And as a client, how can you show up better in containers so that you can get better results, right? Because it does take two to tango. The coach needs to hold really good space and facilitate that. And the client needs to participate in a way that's actually going to create big growth. So the first tip that I want to share is do not wait for the next session to ask your question. 
So virtually every single coaching program these days has some sort of support in between calls. It could be a Slack channel. It could be a Voxer channel. It could be Facebook Messenger. It could be a Facebook group. It could be a circle community. It could be anything, but there's almost always some sort of support in between sessions. What sometimes happens is a client will have a big question that they need answering and they hold on to it because they want to talk about it on the call. I'll just say from myself, from my own experience, I get way more done in between calls with my coach just texting her than I ever do on the calls. And same thing with my clients who are making seven figures, multiple seven figures. It's those in-between conversations and in-between quick decisions that create the fast momentum. When people hold things for calls, what happens is they then spend that entire week or that entire two weeks not really doing anything, not taking action. And then there's this big deep dive conversation theory, but there's not a lot of execution because the habit is not let me go execute and then ask questions as it's happening in between. It's let me hold on to this idea. I'll ask you about it. And then any follow-up questions that come on after that, I'll wait another week to ask you about that. So that's really slow movement, right? If there are little questions that you have, like, hey, what do you think about my social media post? Or like, hey, should I call the masterclass this or that? Just ask those questions in between. Do not wait for the next session to ask your question. A client might come to me with something like, hey, like, what should I sell for Black Friday? And I can give them, you know, some tips and some conversation in between. But maybe it's something super huge, like, hey, what should my 2023 sales plan be? And I might be like, great question. Why don't we save that for the next call? In the meantime, do you know what you're selling for the next three weeks? Right. So it's about knowing how to use which support when. But the biggest bestest tip probably of all of these that I can give you is do not wait for the next session to ask your question. Just ask it. The coach might say, hey, that's a really big one. Let's hold it for next week. But more often than not, they're going to be able to support you in real time. And that is what creates speed and momentum. My second tip is if a client keeps asking a different version of the same question, I try and figure out what's happening. And what I mean by that is I will sometimes have a client come to me and they are not really selling anything in their business as an example. And so every week they'll kind of ask me a different version of the same question of what do I sell? So they might be like, oh, like if I launch this program in this way, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds great. The next week comes like, oh, I'm thinking about selling my, you know, one-on-one offers. And it's like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, do you not want to launch your program anymore? Like we talked about last week. No, I think I'm going to do the one-on-one. Okay, great. Here's some action on that. The next week, like, oh, you know, like I'm thinking about maybe like launching this bundle and it's like, okay, well, like what about the course you were going to launch? And then what about the one-on-one? So now you want to do a bundle. And it's like every single week, there's a different version of what do I sell? And, you know, we're like, oh, how do I like generate leads for my done for you service? And it's like, okay, well, you're not really selling that right now. So I'm not really sure what's coming up here. So if that happens where a client keeps circling around the same thing and they keep asking a different version of the same question, right? Like they might be asking, I get this a lot where people are like, how do I scale? How do I scale? But they keep asking it from like the perspective of leads because they think like, oh, how do I grow my audience? And so every week we have the same conversation. Okay, well, we could, you know, build your audience, borrow your audience, buy your audience. Do you want to do podcasts? Do you want to do YouTube? Do you want to do email? Whatever. They make a decision. The next week comes, how do I grow my audience? And it's like, okay, well, last week 
checks notes. Okay, well, last week we said this, this, and this. Have you executed on this? No, I need to know how to grow my audience. And it's like, okay, well, here's this, this, and this again. Which one do you want to do? And it just keeps being like the same thing. So first of all, I get that that's frustrating as a coach. Um, and I'm sure it's probably frustrating as a client as well because you keep asking the same question in a different way because either you don't like the answer or you don't get the answer or you want a different answer. But what I would say is when that happens, you have to figure out what's actually going on underneath that, right? So maybe there is a fear of if I go sell something, no one's going to buy. So they keep trying to figure out the quote unquote right offer to sell instead of making it right for them and just selling it until it sells, right? Maybe they're worried because their audience hasn't grown in a year. And so they keep trying to figure out the perfect marketing strategy to get more leads. And there is not enough support around that. Or maybe they don't have the team structure to be able to facilitate that marketing strategy. Maybe they're afraid it's not going to convert. Maybe they don't feel confident in their message, whatever it is. But if someone keeps asking the same question in a different way, what I would say is you have to kind of dig deeper and figure out what's going on underneath. The other thing I would also kind of say is like, I would really start to push that client toward execution and just reminding them of the decision that they made. So it's like, okay, here's the decision that you made. Have you acted on this? No. Okay. Well, why not? As opposed to, well, let's go find a different strategy because whatever different thing you give them, they're still not going to do it until you figure out what's going on underneath. Now, the third tip I want to give you is that I cannot answer questions that are not asked. And what I mean by this is sometimes I will have clients get frustrated because they'll be like, oh, well, like we never talked about this. And I'm like, yeah, because you never asked about that. So sometimes clients will have questions that they want to ask or talk through, but they just don't ask them. And that is where there can sometimes be a breakdown in the client coaching relationship because people start to feel unsupported. And so as a coach, like you get to facilitate that space of like, hey, what are you working on this week? What do you need support with? What questions do we have? I try to keep my group coaching calls like very open ended so that if someone has a question, they can ask it. You know, as soon as the call starts, everyone can type their questions into the chat box. I go through them in order. There's no question that I'm like, oh, no, I won't answer that. I can't answer that. But realistically, though, like I cannot answer questions that are not asked. And I tell my clients this frequently when they sign up for the program. Um, usually, typically on our virtual retreats, I'll like remind them of this. But just always reminding people like, I want to support you. I want to answer your questions. But if you don't answer that, ask that question, it will not get answered. And so just kind of creating that space for that to happen. But I also see this with my own clients who will come to me because they'll be like, oh, like this client is upset. I'm like, okay, well, like what's going on? And they're like, well, they like haven't been to a call in three weeks. I'm like, okay. So they haven't been to a call in three weeks. They posted in Slack twice in six months. Like it makes sense that they would feel upset. It's not that you did something wrong. Just to be clear, the coach didn't do anything wrong, but the client isn't asking questions. So of course their questions aren't getting answered. So I think that's just one of those patterns that people need to really shift quite quickly. If you're noticing that, like this person isn't really participating, it's like, well, how can I go ahead and facilitate that a little bit better? Which brings me to my fourth tip, which is sometimes when I'm not getting, you know, a ton of questions at the time, or sometimes when I am getting a ton of questions, but I'm noticing that they're around the same things, I will choose to facilitate challenges and growth exercises to get my clients thinking in new ways. So 
once or twice a year, I will do a best month ever challenge. Um, I will do MRR challenges like add 10K to your MRR this month. I will do sprints. So we did a six week sprint as a part of the last um, millionaire virtual retreat. We'll do sales plans and scale plans. Like we'll just do these kind of exercises to really encourage my clients to practice high level thinking, decision making, action taking. And we use those challenges and growth exercises to make that happen. And so what I find is that sometimes clients need almost a bigger vision to give them the confidence to move through small problems, because I think that's also where sometimes clients can get really stuck is they almost pick like a hill to die on in a sense where they're like, I must figure out how to launch this podcast. And like, I've got to launch this podcast. I must launch this podcast. And of course they never launch the podcast because they think that there's like so many hurdles to making that happen. Like I've got to have five episodes banked. My graphics must be perfect. It must be this, 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 and that. And so if the only thing they can see is launch the podcast, that's what they're going to tunnel in on. But then if you say something like, okay, well, how do we triple your income in the next six months? The podcast then becomes a small piece of that. So then it sometimes gives them the confidence to move through those little issues much quicker. Or let's say they have a team member who's really underperforming, but they just feel uncomfortable letting them go or setting boundaries or whatever's required there. If I then ask them, okay, well, how are we going to get your business to a million in 12 months? They then start to realize, okay, well, I need to let this person go. Like this person is not going to be with me where I'm going. So sometimes that big vision really helps clients navigate small problems, but I also think it just creates momentum. In my experience, I don't think it's a great idea to be doing one of these every single month, just because I think that can create a lot of burnout. Um, I remember I had a client once who really crushed the best month ever challenge. She had like a 50, 60 K month. And then she was like, I want to do another one. I was like, Oh, okay, well, you know, we won't do it as a community, but definitely like feel free to do it on your own. And it just kind of burnt her out a little bit, which I, you know, I told her, I think that there's, there's gotta be seasons. There's gotta be, you know, rest and run. So I wouldn't do these every month, but maybe once a quarter, once every other month, I would be doing something like that. Now, my fifth tip for you know, better coaching container experience is I really encourage my clients to use the modules for information and the calls for transformation. And what I mean by that is if I teach something in a module, I don't want to use my coaching call time to reteach that information. And it's not that I won't or that I refuse to, but it doesn't actually serve anybody to give a lecture basically on like, here's how to structure a launch. Here's the four types of content. Like what is going to facilitate the biggest growth for that client is if they go watch that module and then they come to me with a specific question on how to tailor that information to their business because it's that specificity with coaching and that tailoring and that creating, co-creating of the strategy that creates the transformation just because a client now knows my launch process doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go have a big launch, right? But if they come to me and they're like, okay, I watched this module. Here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Then we can work on how do we customize that launch strategy for that client as opposed to me regurgitating information that's already out there, right? Because we only have so many coaching calls. I have a ton of coaching calls in my business, right? We host, I think, nine or 10 calls a week in my business at this point might be more than that. It might be 11. So 11 calls a week, 52 weeks a year. 
I'm not great at math, so someone else can do that number for me. Uh, I think it's about 600 calls or so. So we've got a lot, right? Like there's a lot happening, but um, even though there there are so many calls, like there's just also so little time in the sense of like, we just want to really use that precious time to go deep and not just kind of keep it surface level. So, you know, if there's a technical question, I'll answer it quickly, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on that either. Now, my sixth tip is I have a lot of prompts in my Slack channel and my Facebook groups to encourage conversation. So these will typically go out two to three times a week. So usually on Mondays, it'll be something like, let's have a great week. What are you working on? Fridays, it'll usually be a wins post. Um, you can also put out like random questions like what's everyone you know, working on? What are you stuck with? Like, what do you need accountability for? Um, something I've seen another group do is on Monday, they'll have an accountability thread. And then on Friday, the coach will go back and be like, did you do that thing? They don't really coach around it in the Slack channel just because of all the responses. That's not realistic, right? To kind of have a deep dive with each single person, but just, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Yes, no, yes, no. And obviously in between the week, the clients can ask for support on that thing. But just to keep that thread clean, it's like, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? So I really think that's a great tip just to encourage a little bit more conversation. Now, my seventh and final tip here is that if a client is feeling like they're not getting what they need, which you're going to have that at some point in your experience, either as a client, you might feel like you're not getting what you need. As a coach, you might hear them say, I'm not getting what I need. But when that does happen as the coach, I always mirror back their desire to feel supported and communicate my intention to support them. So instead of going straight into, well, you didn't do this and you didn't ask that and you should have done this. It's like, I totally hear that you want to feel supported in this coaching container and that you aren't feeling supported right now. It's really important to me that you do feel that way. You know, that's something that I'm committed to is I want you to feel happy in this space. So that's kind of like the first thing just to set the tone. And I think that's really important because it shows like ownership and accountability, you're not necessarily saying I fucked up, I suck. It's just like, I want you to feel supported. That is my desire. And then also like, as I start to have that conversation of like, well, what is it that you would need to feel more supported in this relationship? I am also honest about where I feel like they aren't showing up. So it's like, okay, like I've noticed you've been really quiet on coaching calls lately. Like I so appreciate that you make sure that you come to them. That's so awesome. But I noticed you're not asking a ton of questions. Do you think that you could maybe Think about those questions in advance so that we can make sure to get to them on the calls. Yes. Okay, cool. I noticed that when I looked into my course hub that you haven't looked at many of the modules. I think a module that would be really helpful for you right now is sold out sales module five. Do you think that's something that you could watch this week? Yes. Okay. So basically just kind of creating a plan of action of like what is going to happen next so that that client feels reengaged and something that we've kind of talked about in today's episode is like sometimes clients just don't know how to show up. So it's, it might not have been that you did anything wrong, but they don't know necessarily how to show up in the coaching container to get the support. And so they're expressing that frustration. Again, you probably maybe didn't even do anything wrong, but that's not the point, right? It's not, you did this, you did that. It's like, I hear that you want to be supported. I want to support you. That's my desire. Let's talk about how to make that happen. And that it can be such a transformational moment in the coaching client relationship if you just kind of lean into that. Um, but then also, again, like you do still also have to be honest of with the client of like, here's how this person has not been showing up. And this is what I need from you. Like, what is it that you need from me? And here's what I need from you. 
And so just to kind of wrap this up, like I think one of the reasons why my business has been, you know, so successful over the years to the tune of millions and millions of dollars is I really do have such a great track record of client results. 23 of my clients have hit a million dollars plus. Um, Hundreds of clients have hit six figures. And the clients who are really successful are the ones who know how to show up in the coaching container. I think that there can also be a point where clients get results really early and then they kind of dip out and they're kind of limiting themselves. So the the work as a coach is just to kind of keep encouraging that participation. And it's a two-way street, right? The coach has to facilitate, the client has to participate. So if you want great client results, you don't just need to be a good coach. You need to teach your clients how to be good clients. So that means being resourceful, full participation, regular communication, radical responsibility. So that is the work. So from one CEO to another, I just want to remind you that better questions create bigger bank accounts. And while there are technically no dumb questions, some of them are for sure annoying. And that's okay. That's just part of the coaching process. So today's episode was based on a CEO Confessions newsletter. I send these out every single Friday for free. So About once a month or so, I'm going to be recapping one of my CEO confessions. But if you want to get these every single Friday straight into your inbox, head to sabrinaphillip.com forward slash CEO or sign up at the link in the show notes. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. We release new episodes each and every week. So make sure to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you're a woman entrepreneur and you want to work with me to scale your business to six, seven, or even eight figures, send me a message because I'm currently accepting new clients. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you next week.